Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. So today I'm going to explore and kind of dive into, uh, expand upon a little three-word mantra that I came across in some Taoism readings a month or so ago. The expression is, contentment is wealth. So the primary Taoist text is the Tao Te Ching. Tao Te Ching, T-A-O, Tao, T-E, Ching. And the secondary book is called Hua Hu Ching, H-U-A-H-U Ching, Hua Hu Ching, the secondary Buddhist text. So I came across this expression, contentment is wealth, and I just really tried to kind of keep it as a mantra or more as like a little bit of a riddle. Kind of toss it around in my head when I have some free time and just keep it as a, as a point of reflection. So I wanted to expand on this and, and go a little deeper. So when I do that, I often look for related quotes, some other short little meditations on that topic. And what I found is that this is a pretty recurrent theme in the history of human philosophy, that, that contentment leads to or contentment is wealth so i just want to read a few quotes as a little opening meditation dive into a little breakdown of those quotes and then also talk about this indian city of goa um, a former portuguese city that became fully indian in 1961 it's a very fascinating city because it it is very it's a really mixture of two cultures But they have an afternoon ritual similar to the Spanish siesta. And I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, let's jump into a few of these quotes. Meditate with me if you'd like. So we'll start with Socrates. He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Mm. Socrates bringing it. He who is not contented with what he has would not be contented with what he would like to have. Which is saying that perhaps contentedness is a state of mind. And if we're not content now, why do we think that we'd be content a year from now when we achieve goals X, Y, and Z? Perhaps we should play around with the idea of being practice being more content right now. Contentment as a way of Framing things, a way of a state of looking at the world. So let's look now to Plato. The greatest wealth is to live content with little. And here's one from John Stuart Mill, the economist. I have learned to seek my happiness by limiting my desires rather than attempting to satisfy them. So he's kind of echoing Plato. The greatest wealth is to live content with little. And the ancient philosopher Epictetus, I can never pronounce this one, Epictetus, wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. And here is Lao Tzu. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the world belongs to you. Whew. Another one from Lao Tzu. 
Because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu bringing the heat. Let me read another one again from Lao Tzu. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. All right, let's do a few more of these quotes that I've found. This one's anonymous. Contentment comes from many great and small acceptances in life. So as I read these quotes, I'm thinking of the term acceptance. I'm thinking about simplicity. You know, it's like a lot of it is we have a list of what we desire, what we think we need. And we have a list of what is satiated, what is satisfied. How satisfied are we? If we're very satisfied in our wants and needs, it's a lot easier to be content. So if we look over our laundry list of what we're content and satisfied in, and we make another list about the things we're not satisfied in, what list are we focusing on most of our days? And perhaps is life a bit sweeter when we focus on all we already have? I don't know. Let's try it out. Here's a nice old proverb. A harvest of peace, like peace of mind. A harvest, a fall harvest of peace is produced from the seed of contentment. So this proverb is saying that this feeling of contentment is satisfactory. This feeling of peace that comes later on is all started with this seed of contentment. This way of looking at the world, this being satisfied in the simple. You know, how does this topic of contentment relate to gratitude and to, you know, just a general perspective, I know that people have taken to a ritual of reflecting on things they're grateful for. Again, things you're grateful for causes you to focus on that list of things that are already given, the things that are already a part of your life. Thank you for this meal. Thank you for this coffee. Give thanks for this room and this opportunity to have a podcast. Sure, I can focus on the fact that I don't have X, Y, or Z, but... Is that really important today? Uh, It's a good question. And I would say that dwelling in contentment seems to produce feelings of wealth and satisfaction. Here's Benjamin Franklin dropping in. He is one of the original practical philosophers. Well, original American practical philosophers. I mean, Socrates and Plato and Lao Tzu were doing this like 500 BC. But, you know, early 1700s, that's pretty, uh, that's original for America. Contentment makes poor men rich. Discontent makes rich men poor. So it's it's, it's all about perspective in a way. As Ben Franklin says, contentment makes poor men rich. And discontent makes rich men poor.
few more for you here, uh, and I found a few on the theme of simplicity. This is the famous Henry David Thoreau quote, happy birthday to him, coming up this week, July 12th. Simplify, simplify, simplify. That's Henry David Thoreau's proclamation. And then the Dalai Lama following it up with, if one's life is simple, contentment has to come. Simplicity is extremely important for happiness. Having a few desires, feeling satisfied with what you have is very vital. Satisfaction with just enough food, clothing and shelter to protect yourself from the elements. And finally, there is an intense delight in abandoning faulty states of mind and cultivating helpful ones in meditation. All right, one more quote for you. Another one from Epictetus. I cannot pronounce it. Epictetus. Fortify yourself with contentment, for this is an impregnable fortress. So he's saying that in our little castle of our lives, we can fortify ourselves with walls of contentment. That's our fortress. Feeling content. If we are content, accepting, fully accepting of life, trying to live simple so that it makes it somewhat reasonable to accept our lives, keeping an eye on what we really need and desire, these are all fuel for contentment. And contentment might very well be that little seed, that little seed that grows into peace. I know I'm sounding pretty emphatic up here, but I am emphatic. This is this is a big deal. There's a lot of wisdom in that little saying. So think about maybe just jotting it down somewhere where you'll see it every day. Contentment is wealth. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Does it work? I don't know how it couldn't work, quite honestly. So I, I, I attached um, a link to an article from the BBC in the notes on weatherofthemind.org. And you can find all the old all the old broadcasts on weatherofthemind.org. So this article was about Goa. Now Goa is a 500-year-old city that was built by the Portuguese as a trading post in India. Now the Portuguese approach to setting up a, a settlement in a different part of the world was not as imperialistic as the British they just wanted to have a little Portuguese town that happens to be located in India for trading benefits. I'm sure it was not completely benevolent, but their approach was not to control or to dominate the local culture, but just to allow things to manifest and merge as they're meant to merge and evolve. So we have an interesting mixture of Portuguese Roman Catholic culture and Hindu Indian culture in this this city on the west coast of India. So there is a Portuguese word, sossegado, and this means quiet. And this is really, it, it's kind of been adapted in Goa for this, the term there is sossegad. And sossegad refers to sort of like a, a siesta, a, a Goan version of a siesta, where in the middle, hot, sultry part of the afternoon, things shut down from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till 5. People retreat, have a beer, have some tea, relax, read, and then they wake up again or come, come out in public again in the evening and enjoy a nice, some, some nice warm evening. I want to read you a few excerpts. 
And one journalist, Johanna Lobo, who was living in North, who used to live in North Goa, reminisced about Susegad from her childhood. She grew up in Goa. And she said, It's a Sunday spent with the family, relaxing after a filling lunch of rice, fish, and vegetables, just gossiping, gossiping about the village and playing card games. It's that feeling of relaxation, of feeling content with life, of being loved. So perhaps Susegad is almost like the Sabbath, but it's making time in every day for the Sabbath. I mean, in our rushed modern society, sometimes we don't make time all week for the Sabbath. But if we think about the day is kind of a parallel reality to the week and the week to the month and the month to the year, each of these should have a little bit of time for intense work and time for relaxation and recharge. So this is um, something to think about. So a little more from the article. Susigad does not mean laziness or lack of interest in work. And this is again a quote from Lobo, the journalist once again. As an outsider, Goen, my biggest gripe is with how the the word has been twisted and, and misconstrued to mean that Goans are lazy and laid back. That's just not true. We work hard, but also want to enjoy life. Sometimes the only thing to do good for my soul is to have a chilled beer and a good siesta. It is not sloth or laziness. It is deciding on what to fight for and what to give up on and having the sense to decide between the two. It kind of reminds me of when I was talking about my family's philosophy or a possible family philosophy of work hard, play hard. Make time every day to to shoot for your goals, bear down, work hard, but then make time every day to just relax and just to really soak up that day and be grateful and content for a little bit. And when I think about being grateful and content for a little bit, like when I practice, like I'm just gonna try to chill out and just just kind of dwell in, in being content. And it certainly overlaps with gratitude. Certainly, I know that there's a, a ritual that some people do where they sit and write three things every day they're grateful for. And, and this is a great one. Like we said, those two lists in our mind, the lists of our needs and wants satisfied and our needs and wants unsatisfied. If we if we think of those two lists and we just dwell on the one on the ones that are satisfied and just feel so grateful for really simple things like having clean water to drink and having a nice meal a simple meal or having a, a porch to sit on i mean these are these are wonderful treasures let's not take these for granted and when you think about these larger unfulfilled needs and wants you really got a question how necessary are they where do they come from and How important? How important are those relative to the ones that are already satisfied? So we learned a little bit about Goa, very fascinating. If you ever get a chance to travel to India, I think it's an extremely unique city 
with that mixture of elements. One thing we're lucky about in this modern world is we have many of these places that have been influenced by multiple cultures, have multiple layers of culture in them. And Goa just seems like a very fascinating one. So Sussegad is the member, that's that word, the siesta of Goa, from the Portuguese Sussegado, 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 quiet. Sussegado. So let's try to spend some time this week, if you feel so inspired. I know I will. Spend some extra time thinking about Sussegado, thinking about siesta, thinking about contentedness, how it relates to simplicity, how it relates to gratitude, how it relates to those two lists of satisfied and unsatisfied needs in our heads. I'm grateful to be here with you. I'm grateful for my listeners. I'm grateful that we share this time together. And I'm grateful for this cup of coffee and this water and this microphone. Okay, enough is enough. You know it, you know it. All right, people, much love. Stay hydrated. Treat yourself to some exercise and some rest and a good book. Give thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.